fiery horse with the speed of light, a clod of dust, and a hearty Ohio silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Silver. Four men rode in single file, keeping in the center of a shallow stream that trickled along the base of Hardpan Hill. When they reached a point where the underbrush was exceptionally dense, the leader suddenly cut to the right. Here's the entrance to the cave. Hold these bushes back while you go in. The opening that was revealed when Drago, the leader, pushed back the underbrush was large enough to admit a man on horseback. Drago and two of the others were familiar with the vast cavern, but Sam Braden saw it for the first time. Oh, oh there. Oh, oh, oh. Dismount right here, Braden. I'll show you our layout. So this is your headquarters, huh? Quite a place, Drago. Show me the treasury agents that'll find this. Have you been operating from here all along? That's right. Braid, you take care of the horses. Si, senor. Then check with the guard at the rear. And be sure no one has spotted the Green Valley entrance to this place. Si, si, senor. I do. Here. What do you want me to do, Drago? You come with us. I want to show Braden the printing plant and introduce him to the professor. Sam Braden, walking between Drago and Mitchell, judged the cavern to be at least 50 yards in depth. Several of the most efficient type of oil lamps made the far corner bright with light. How'd you ever find this place, Drago? An old Indian showed it to me, but he won't show it to anyone else. How many do you have in your organization? Well, I tell you, Braden, I keep it small, see? I figure a small organization's a lot easier to handle. 
You met the Breed and Mitchell here. You're going to meet the professor. Aside from that, there's a guard at the back entrance. That's all. You're taking the place of a gent named Fleming. Fleming, huh? What happened to him? He uh, met with an accident. Oh? He got careless at a gambling place in El Dorado. He got some of the $10 bills mixed up with good money. So he had to have an accident before he could be questioned. Uh, here we are, Braden. This is our workshop. And that's Professor Plater. The man called Professor Plater looked up from a work table, removed his thick-lensed glasses, and studied the newcomer with eyes that were set deep in a cadaverous face. Behind him stood a printing press of the latest type, and nearby there was a box nearly full of greenbacks fastened in neat bundles. Professor, this here is Sam Brayden. He's to take Fleming's place. For a moment, the professor merely stared without speaking. He rubbed a claw-like hand across the shiny top of his bald head. Then an almost imperceptible smile turned the corners of his lipless mouth. You say the name is Braden? That's right. Braden, have you ever had experience in this kind of work? You mean printing and engraving? The professor handles the engraving and the printing. Well, Braden, the distribution of our product calls for a higher degree of skill, a certain amount of acting ability, and... A lot of poise. Yes, indeed. It calls for a lot of poise. Do you drink? No. That was Fleming's downfall. He took a couple of drinks and got careless. Dago, how well do you know this man? I checked on him, Professor. I met him through Olympic Gowns. The gambler at Sagebrush? Yeah. This hombre went to Sagebrush after doing a stretch in the federal penitentiary. So, when were you in the penitentiary, mister? Uh, what was the name? Braden. Sam Braden. I did a three-year stretch there. Just got out six months ago. <laughs> What's funny about it, Professor? Raiden, have you ever seen me before? No. Where would I see you? In Washington, when I worked for the Bureau of Engraving. <laughs> I'd hardly be likely to see you there. You're lying. Now, Professor. Hey, what are you trying... Hey, you look like a man I knew in Washington. He worked for the Treasury Department. Huh? What? His name was Gentry. He had a star tattooed on his left arm. Give me that arm. Hey, the let's go. Hey, Look, Drago. There's the star. And this is the same no, hombre. Say if there's a scar on his chest. Then we'll be sure. Well, let me see your chest. Hey, let go of my shirt. The scar. The scar. You see it, Drago? Look at it. Yeah, I see it. Sam Braden, eh? <laughs> this man's name is Gentry. And he's a treasury agent. But that term in the penitentiary... A false background, Drago, so we could get in with you. What about it, Braden? Or Gentry, whatever your name is. All right, Drago. What about it? You admit being a spy? I'm a treasury agent. Gentry, how did you get wise to us? Your counterfeit $10 bills have been appearing all over the country. Your work's well known, Plater. The men in Washington were sure that you'd made the plates for those bills. But how did you know I was connected with the gang? I've told you all I'm going to tell you, Drago. No, no, I'll tell you one more thing. No matter what you do to me, there'll be others to take my place. In the future, Drago, be more careful before you bring men to this cave. What'll we do with this critter? Take him out the back way, Mitchell, out into Green Valley. Lead him up to the top of the ravine, then push him off. Braid, you go with Mitchell. See? Another accident like Fleming had, eh? Yeah. You heard what the boss said, mister. Get going. Senor, it is a long way down. A mighty long way. 
But it's not as far to look down into that valley as it would be to fall. You got anything to say, Braden? You can't win, Mitchell. Someday you'll cross Drago and get the same as all the other members of his gang have gotten. I'll take that chance. Take care of him, Breed. See, si, see. Si. Now you, senor, find out how long it takes to fall from here to the bottom of the canyon. We count while you fall. <laughs> That's that, Breed. Let's go back and report to Drago. A moment, Mitchell. Huh? What's the matter? Drago, look over there to the north. Confounded, a couple of horsemen heading through the canyon. See. Si. Why didn't we see them before we pushed that undercover man over the edge? They are yet a long way off. I wonder if they saw him go down. <laughs> I do not think so. But even if they didn't see him go down, they're sure to find him lying there on the canyon floor. Perhaps we had better tell Senor Drago about it. Yeah, we'll tell him right away. He'll know what to do. Thought you ought to know about it, Drago. Did you recognize us two horsemen? No. Me and Bree didn't wait till they got close. We heard right back here to the cave. I wonder who they are. Not many people come through the canyon. It doesn't matter. Bree, get my horse saddled. Si, si, senor. Where are you going, boss? Into Larksville. <laughs> I have an idea, and it's a good one. What is it? That treasury agent's body would be found sooner or later anyway. Someone would have to be called to account. I'll tell Sheriff Pomeroy that he'd better get to the canyon right away. Drago mounted and rode out of the cave, heading for the nearby town of Larksville. In the meantime, the Lone Ranger and Tonto, riding through the canyon, reached the side of the fallen man and dismounted. Oh, sir. Oh, 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 he's just gone. The canteen, Tonto. See how badly the man's hurt. Turn a horse around. I know this man. Jim Gentry, a treasury agent. Him live? I can feel a pulse. It's very weak. Steady, Gentry, steady, fella. Counterfeit. Here, try to swallow this. No. Time short. Crooks. Cave. Up above. Maybe him talk better after rest. Time's very short, Tonto. We must get what information we can as soon as possible. You. Mask. I'm on your side, Gentry. You spoke of a counterfeit. Ten-dollar bill. Man in cave. Draco. Professor Plater. Oh, oh. More water, Toto. Pull a wet towel to it. Let me do it. The treasury agent knew nothing could be lost by trusting the masked man in whose strong arm his head was cradled. His eyes, partially glazed, looked at the steely ones behind the mask. He clung to the last faint spark of life while he tried desperately to pass on what he had learned. Drago, leader, stream of water, dense underbrush, then cave. The Lone Ranger had to lean close to hear the low, weak-voiced words. You say that the counterfeit money is made inside that cave, and that there are two ways to get there. Oh. More water, Tonto? Uh, Tell me all you can, Gentry, because I'm going to carry on where you left off. In the community of Larksville, Drago was considered a respectable citizen and a businessman who operated one of the several cafes. He rode along the canyon floor with Sheriff Pomeroy at his side. Where did you see this attack take place, Drago? Well, Sheriff, you know how I go out riding every afternoon to get a little exercise. Yes, yes, I know. I was loping through the valley here and I reined up at the edge of this ravine to rest my horse. 
heard a shout and looked down. Saw three men struggling, but I couldn't tell who they were. They were too far away. I watched for a minute, and one of the men went down. The other two jumped on him and started beating him something awful. That's when you came for me, huh? Yeah. Where did this take place? Just beyond the bend. Well, here's the bend. It's a mighty long way from the top of the canyon around to the bottom. I went for you because I figured there was no use trying to help that man. I couldn't possibly reach him in time. Here's where we turn. Hey, look. There's two horses. And a couple of men standing by them. Those are the ones, Sheriff. They're still there. Now, come on. We'll see what they got to say. Get up there. Get up The Lone Ranger and Tonto looked up sharply when they heard the sound of hoofbeats. The masked man saw the lawman's badge, and at that moment, Sheriff Pomeroy realized that the man he approached was wearing a mask. He whipped out a gun. Hold your ground! Stand where you are! Don't make a move or I'll kill you! The masked man and his Indian companion stood stock still beside the fallen treasury agent and waited until the sheriff and Drago had reined up and dismounted. Hold there! Keep your hands where they are. Don't move or I'll shoot. You'll have no occasion to shoot. At least not at us. Who's that on the ground? His name was Gentry. He worked for the Treasury Department. You say his name was? He's dead. It's murder by thunder. What about it, Drago? Are these the men you saw beating him up? Yes, they are. They're the ones, Sheriff Pomeroy. I recognize the horses. Your name, Drago? What's it to you? Very interesting. I don't know why you and that redskin stuck around here after killing that man. I guess they didn't know they were seen. Sheriff, did Drago tell you he saw my Indian friend and me kill this man? You bet he did. At your trial, he'll be the witness who'll hang you. You're both under arrest. Drago, I'll keep them covered while you step forward and take the guns. Then pull off that mask and we'll see who this critter is. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. The Lone Ranger had learned a lot about the man named Drago before death had sealed the lips of the treasury agent. He and Tonto remained motionless under the threat of Sheriff Pomeroy's gun until Drago started forward. Go on, Drago. Disarm the two of them. We'll take him in. Just a minute. Sheriff, did you say the charge was murder? Yes, I did. And I'm an eyewitness. I was up at the top of the canyon. I saw you and the Indian beating up that man. Sheriff, I'm sorry to disappoint you. You'll have to look farther for the murderers. Like fun, I will. The coroner will tell you that his injuries came from a long, hard fall. A fall from the top of this ravine. That's not true. Yes, it would contradict your story, wouldn't it, Drago? I told you what I saw, Sheriff. And I told you to take your guns. 
That masked man will get a chance to talk when he goes into court. But I'm not going into court. I'm going up for you. Look out. Hey, fellow. Are you under the fix him? This will hold you. I'll take that gun. There. Why didn't you shoot him? Why didn't you shoot when they jumped you? Oh, you brain fool, Draco. You'll get my way. I'd have had to shoot through you. Hello, take the cartridges out of Draco's gun. How are you doing? I'll do the same with the sheriff. You'll see that there's no gunplay until we've had a chance to get away. You won't go far. I'll swear in a posse as soon as I get back to Larksville. I'll find you, mister, and that redskin, too. Ten men out to take care of the body of Jim Gentry, Sheriff. Be sure you report his death to the officials at Washington. All right, here's your gun. Come on, fellow. Uh, you won't get away. I'm warning you. You big fellow. Scout. One, two, three. Scout. We may camp here, Toto. The law will never find this place. Steady, big fellow. Why why you not tell Sheriff what you learned from Gentry? Wait until Sheriff Pomeroy has time to get word from Washington. Learn something about Jim Gentry and his reason for being here. As soon as he returned to Larksville, Sheriff Pomeroy sent deputies in search of the masked man and his Indian companion, and the coroner went out to bring in the body of the treasury agent. It was evening when the coroner entered the sheriff's office. Here, Sheriff, I I found these papers sewed inside a dead man's coat. They identify him as a treasury agent named Gentry. Well, doggone. Oh, what's the matter, Sheriff? Why, this identification checks with what that masked man told me. Yeah? He said the man's name was Gentry and that he worked for the Treasury Department. He he told me I'd better send a telegram to Washington reporting his death. I've already taken care of that, Sheriff. It's part of my official duty. I sent the message some time ago. Fact is, I'm expecting an answer most any time. Good. Well, Sheriff, I judge that Gentry fell from the top of the canyon. But... But Drago was an eyewitness at the murder. He saw Gentry beaten to death. Mm. Uh, what's the matter? Don't you believe that? Well, of course it might have happened that way. Well, I'll get the true facts when I get that mass man. No word of him yet, eh? No, but I've got some men out hunting. They'll find him. Yes, sir. Well, here's a Western Union man. Hey, Sparks, you're all excited. Talk on right. Is there a reply to my telegram to Washington? It sure is, but it's addressed to Sheriff. Look at it, Sheriff Pomeroy. Hey, let me see it. What's it say? Say, Gentry was a treasury man after all. And working on a gang of counterfeiters. What? Counterfeiters? Counterfeiters that are making bad $10 bills. I'm told to spare neither effort nor expense in finding Gentry's killers and hold same till arrival of federal agent. Doggone. And now, by thunder, we just got to find that mass man. He's got to be brought in, dead or alive. Sheriff, who are you? He's mad. Sheriff, is that the man? This time I'm the one who's holding a gun. Where did you come from? Let myself in the back way. Yes, well, I want you. Yes, I know you want me. I know what that telegram says. Sparks, I I didn't tell him. I was outside the telegraph office when the message came in. I heard it. You can read code? Yes. Now, listen to me, Sheriff. Gentry lived long enough to tell me a few things. He told me about the counterfeiters and how to reach their hideout. A cave not far from here. If you go with me to that if cave, I... If I go with you, I'll get the same as Gentry got. Is that it? No. I've got orders to put you under arrest and hold you until the federal man comes. You have orders to hold Gentry's killer, but I'm not that man. If you're on the level, you can surrender until the federal man gets here and talk to him. 
By that time, the counterfeiters will have gotten away. Sheriff, you've got to act tonight. You've got to trust me. <laughs> trust the mass man? Never mind, Sheriff. I didn't expect you to believe me. Now I'll have to try something else. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. If you know what's good for you, you lower that gun and give yourself up. I'll leave the way I came. We meet again, Sheriff. You're doggone right. We'll meet again. So then... Gosh, Sheriff. Uh, Get out the movie. Yeah. There he goes. Did you get him, Sheriff? Did you get him? Uh, no. But there'll be another time... Oh, easy. Steady, big fella. You see Sheriff Kimosabe? Yes, Tonto. This is no good. He knows about the counterfeiting, and he's convinced that I'm one of the counterfeiters. Oh, that's bad. We have to get that gang the dangerous way. And, Tonto, I want all the gang, including Drago. Well, where is him now? In his cafe. I'm going to write a note, Tonto. You go into town and see that Drago gets it. He'll read it. Then he'll leave his cafe in a hurry. You follow him until he enters the cave. Lone Ranger gave Tonto careful instructions as he prepared a message. It was half an hour later, the middle of the evening, and Drago's cafe was well filled. Drago sat with Mitchell at a table in the corner of the cafe. You know, Drago, you could make a mighty good living with nothing but this cafe. It's not always as busy as it is tonight. Besides, Mitchell, I aim to have a lot more than a good living. You'll get it all right. You bet I will. Just two months more, Mitchell, and we'll be through with the professor. We'll have all the greenbacks we need. I hope we have two months more. I don't like the way that treasury agent got onto us. Yeah, we'll be more careful in the future. What, what is it, Joe? Someone just brought this note in for you, boss. It's left over the bar. All right, thanks, Joe. What is it, Drago? It's from the professor. Clayton? Uh, Mitchell, I don't like this. What's the matter? Braden, the professor, have another snooper at the cave. Another treasury man? I don't know. Peter says we better get there in a hurry and let him know what to do about the masked man who got into the cave. Masked man? If it's the one I think it is, we can turn him over to the law and let him hang for murder. Come on, Mitchell. Better get over to the cave pronto. The Lone Ranger was watching from near the cafe when Drago and Mitchell took horses from the hitch rail and rode away in the direction of the cave. He saw Tonto leave the shadows of a building across the road and follow the counterfeiters. Then it was time for the masked man to act. Mounting his great white stallion, he hurried down the road. Previous observation had told him the sheriff's deputies had returned from the manhunt. They were in the lawman's office making their report, and their horses were waiting outside. The lone ranger reined up and dismounted. Oh, silver. Oh, he's a big Then opened the front door of Pomeroy's office. The masked man feigned extreme surprise at finding so many in the office. Thought you'd get me alone, eh? Uh, get after him! Get your horses! I'm coming with you! Right. Uh, he won't get away this time. Hit the saddles, boys. Keep going. You stay here and watch the office, Steve. I'll borrow your horse. Get up! Get up! The masked man raced through the night, but not at top speed. He held the great horse Silver partially in check, so the pursuing lawman could keep him in sight. 
He rode in a straight line to the vicinity of the cave and maintained the steady gait until he ringed up at the side of Toto, who was waiting. Oh, Silver, hold on. He's a silly big fella. Them fellow who chased you. Them Norman? Yes, Toto. The sheriff and his posse. Them come plenty fast. What about Drago and his pal? Uh, me follow him here. Where'd they go? Well, him ride in stream to bush over yonder. At the base of that cliff? Ah. Uh, them turn, ride into bush, and go through. And that's the entrance to the cave. Ah. Uh. Toto, we've got to charge into that cave with our guns ready. We'll have to get Drago's men off balance. We go now? No, not until the sheriff's men are closer. They must see where we go. We'll not have a chance unless they follow us. Law and start shooting. Those shots will warn the men in the cave. Not bad. Too late to change our plans. Get ready, Tuttle. Me ready. Hunterson Cave maybe watch for us. That's a chance we'll have to take. A few seconds more, Tuttle. Let those lawmen get a little closer. <laughs> now, Tuttle, this is it. Come on, Silver. Silver leaped ahead like an arrow from a bull with Toto's paint horse close behind. The Lone Ranger kept a firm grip on the reins, guiding the mighty stallion directly toward dense underbrush that seemed to be backed by a solid wall. Come on, Silver, right through. The dense growth scratched and tore at Silver's silken coat and the masked man's face and clothing, but he pushed through the brush and into the cave. Get that man! Get him! How'd he find this place? I show him! No, you don't! Uh, get that one! Scout and Silver reared high and pivoted as the masked man and the Indian fired again and again to keep the five men in the cave on the defensive. Then, acting on information he had learned from the dying treasury agent, the Lone Ranger urged his horse ahead, racing through the cavern toward the exit at the rear. Then the sheriff and his posse dashed in. It's the sheriff. Get him up. Come on, you can. Pop your hands. Surrender, but let your hands. Don't shoot. The counterfeiters, several of them wounded and disarmed, were in no mood to resist. The sheriff won an easy victory. Well, Drago, you're in with this outfit, Ham. Look over here, sheriff. There's a chest full of ten-dollar bills. And all of them counterfeit. That masked man, he and the redskin. You've got to get them, sheriff. They went out that way. We'll deal with them later. Right now, we want you. Come in, coroner. Come in, come in. I see you've got a full jailhouse. Yes, you got more than that. I got a confession from the critters that killed the treasury agent and a telegram from Washington congratulating me on smashing up that gang of counterfeiters. Good. And coroner, I sure was wrong about that mask man. Wrong? Here, read this telegram. It says I needn't worry about catching him. He's a lone ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's story was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Thank <laughs> you.